Welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast, part of the Valley Hoops Insider website. I'm Harry Schrader, editor of the side, host of the show. Glad you're with us today. Our special guest is star guard Bowen Bourne of the Northern Iowa Panthers. Uh, he has bounced around a bit on that team. He was Mr. Iowa Basketball in high school in 2020, the freshman of the year in the Valley in 2021 when star guard A.J. Green was out. The next year, Green came back. He was the sixth man of the year in the Valley, had to come off the bench, and he battled some injuries last year, second-team all-conference. And I asked Bowen, what is the thing about all of those different experiences, uh, how they've shaped him as a basketball player? And you also realize, the importance of those roles and how everybody matters. And, and so I'm, I'm really thankful that I've yeah, got to see some of those things and battle some adversity and, and come back from injury and um, kind of find your groove um, throughout you know, different seasons and different years. I was reading some stuff about you, and you grew up in the Portland area, and your dad was a, both a player and ended up being a scout and whatnot. And so you were working out with, at, at the Portland Trailblazers spot and hung out with NBA guys at a young age. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, grew up in, in Portland, Oregon. Actually grew up in Tualatin, Oregon, a little suburb of Portland. And Tualatin is actually where um, the Portland Trailblazers practice facility is. So they play in Portland. Um, at the Moda Center, which it's called now. And so Tualatin is probably about a 45-minute to an hour drive uh, from Portland. And so grew up there and, yeah, got to – obviously I was super young, so I would have been – I think we moved back to Iowa when I was around 10 years old. So was still pretty young and, and maybe didn't get to fully grasp um, – the importance and I guess the rareness of the situation that I was in because yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't to the age yet where I was really wanting to work out and become better at basketball and absorb some of the, the workouts that maybe these NBA players were doing, but not nevertheless, it was still a, a very unique and very cool experience that yeah, growing up, I got to go to a ton of NBA games. Um, I got to see some practices. I got to, kind of be around the players, you know, here and there. It wasn't like I was seeing them every day. But, yeah, I got to go around the practice facility and kind of see the life that those guys were living. And so I think that inspired me a little bit. And, um, you know, it made me fall in love with basketball even more than I already did, getting to see some of those very cool things that, you know, they had a, obviously a state-of-the-art weight room uh, back in the day and, and a super nice practice facility. And so to see some of those things and get to witness it firsthand was um, was pretty incredible. Uh, your dad was a player at Iowa State, scouted uh, for a couple of different teams. Is he still involved in that part of the game? Yep, Yes, sir. So he uh, was working with the Portland Trailblazers. So, yeah, I guess out of college, um, obviously played at Iowa State and then – just through some connections that, that he built, um, kind of, you know, worked here and there in the G League, coached at Grandview, and and so he kind of, you know, explored that area, and then he found a job, yeah, obviously with the Portland Trailblazers, and then he was with the Charlotte Hornets for a year or two, and now he's with the Pacers, and he's been with the Pacers for, gosh, four or five years now, so, um, and it's actually funny because basically the, 
pretty much the entire staff that's with the Pacers right now are is, was the staff when he was with the Blazers. So a lot of the same guys, um, Kevin Pritchard, Chad Buchanan, there's a lot of those guys that are now with the Pacers. So it's kind of funny that they all have basically moved teams to this to the Pacers. And so it's uh, he's been with them for a while, and he's still doing the same thing. He's still, still a scout, and so he uh, watches a lot of college basketball and um, – he did a little bit more like overseas scouting when he was with the with the Blazers, but he's pretty much uh, he's pretty much all college basketball at the current moment, and um, it's a it's a job that he really likes and something that he would always tell me is is that he doesn't feel like he works a day in his life because he gets to be around basketball and gets paid to watch basketball and recruit talents and um, and so it's a job that yeah he really loves and it's definitely a really good spot and a good community for him so when Belmont's uh, Ben Shepard is the rookie of the year we're going to give all the credit to your dad yep <laughs> that's right <laughs> hey uh, I, I wanted to ask you also your grandfather was I, I think uh, I think I read this a Hall of Fame girls high school basketball coach am I right I mean you got the basketball gene pool down. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, my grandpa is uh, Gene Kling, and he uh, he just passed away, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, fairly recently. And um, yeah, he was uh, very successful, um, had over a thousand wins, um, you know, coaching and coached for a very, very long time. And he was definitely uh, a uh, a very, very great guy, and uh, somebody that I always yeah loved being around. And um, yeah, had a didn't again wasn't at the age um kind of obviously when he was coaching and stuff to to be able to really pick his mind and ask him about things but he uh was definitely somebody that i yeah loved being around and um you know was obviously a very 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 good coach so i've been covering the valley for 20 something years 20 plus years and uh, I don't think I respect anybody more than I respect uh, your coach, Ben Jacobson. Take us behind the curtain a little bit. Tell us what makes Jake tick, what makes him so not just successful wins and losses, but uh, significant and successful as a person. Yeah, um, I, I would completely agree with you. He's a, He's a special individual, and I think – I first obviously got to see that when he started recruiting me um, in high school, and I think that was one of the things that I that I noticed over time is that I that I always felt very special, um, you know, to him, and he always made you always made you aware, um, you know, how he feels about you, and and I think that's one of the things I think a lot of coaches try to do is you know they're obviously coaching you to become better men. And that's obviously the first thing. And then the basketball thing comes second. And I think Coach Jake is a, is a perfect example of that. And um, he just does a great job overall with everybody. You know, he always makes sure everybody is, is okay, um, always checking on people. And, and it says a lot about him because I think, especially when you start to get into the season and you, and you start to get into um, some, some higher stress stress um areas i think he just does a great job of yeah always making sure that you're good um you know he cares about you more as a person than he does as a basketball player and and within saying that he's obviously a very 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 good coach and um has been coaching us yeah very hard and and i love the way he coaches and the freedom that he gives you but he's yeah one of the greatest coaches i've had and um i think a lot of my teammates would say the same 
Uh, you guys went to Brazil this summer. Tell us a little bit about the trip. What uh, was good? What was, you know, what did you learn? What did you, you know, just tell us a little bit about the Brazil trip. Yeah, the trip was really fun. It was an amazing experience. It was my first time out of the country. So it was a very cool experience. It was a long flight. It was, uh, I think, eight hours both ways. So it was a little uh, difficult. We, they were overnight, so I was able to sleep on the way back. But on the way there, I hardly slept at all. So that was probably really the only downside. And we played... Um, so we played four games. We were in we were in Sao Paulo for two days, and then we were in Rio for six. So it was an eight day trip, and, and played four games, and and so it was a really really awesome experience. I think from the basketball side of things, but I thought just from the from the life side of things, I thought it was just a really overall good trip to be able to see how those people are living. And when we went to Sao Paulo, it was. It was super interesting to see. So we played in we played a, a team called Club Palestino, which was a, which was one of the best teams in the NBB, and that's kind of their top league in Brazil. And so when we were playing there, we go to kind of their facility, and so right outside the facility is kind of a bunch of people just selling some things, um, handmade items like this is how they're making their living. They're selling and making these handmade items. And so this is right across the street. And so we get off the bus, they open up basically kind of a jail cell door, garage door. <laughs> and we walk in and it's this multi-million dollar facility with Olympic sized swimming pools, a very nice gym. They have clay tennis courts, grass tennis courts. They have food and, and apartments. And so, it was almost like um, Central Park in New York, where it was just like this completely separate area from the world around you. And so it was very humbling and very interesting just to see the, the difference in lifestyles and to think that there are some people that have lived in Sao Paulo uh, all their life and will never get to see the inside of this space. And so it was very, very humbling. And I, and I thought that was one of the... Um, just kind of coolest things that I try to take away from it is just to realize, yeah, how thankful and how blessed I am to be, to be playing basketball and, and to be doing it at this level, because I'm getting to experience a lot of things that, you know, a lot of other people aren't. And so I think from the life side of it, I thought that was one of the, the best parts just to be able to, to be thankful um, and, and to realize, yeah, how good we do have it. Even when sometimes you want to complain and you, and you want to, I uh, think you deserve better, but I think it's uh, it was just very uh, important for us to kind of see that that contrast and um, you know just to see how thankful we were. So from the life side of things, it was great, and then the, the basketball things was great as well. We went three and one um, and played some pretty solid teams and um, got to learn a little bit about ourselves as well. You guys have a lot of people back on, from last year's roster, and and uh, a lot of Valley fans will know some of the names on your team, but I, but I want to ask you about two guys in particular. Tell us what we don't know about Titan Anderson and Nate Heisey. What do we not know about those two? Hmm. Um, I guess the first, the first thing I would say, so, so they're my roommates. Uh, I live with both of them. And then I also live with Drew Daniel and, um, I guess most people would know that, that they're really good dudes. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't know is just, yeah, how much, how much they've improved and how much their care factor has increased as they've gotten older. And I think 
that's something with Nate that he realized while being out last year. You know, he's always been a good player and always has worked hard, but having to sit out last year, he really struggled with. And this season and this summer, he's been in a completely different mode, and he's uh, he's really found, you know, just his motivation, and he's realized how much that he loves basketball and how much that, you know, he hated he hated sitting out last year, and, and I would say the same with Titan. You know, he's those two have taken taken drastic steps into improving um, and and putting in the time to improve, and so I think that's something that they've always done well at. But this year, I've noticed um, especially that um, I've gotten a, in a lot more workouts with Nate, um, and Titan has been has been doing really good in his bigs workouts, and so. It's been really impressive just to see the the progress that those two have made um, because I think that was something that, yeah, that they both kind of struggled with early. Um, You know, obviously Titan wasn't playing a ton his first couple years, and so obviously then Nate kind of had the injury thing. But I think this is the the most locked in that I've seen these two, um, and they're critical pieces of our team. So they're going to be great for us this year, and I think all their work in this offseason is going to pay off for them. When you guys signed Jacob Hudson from Loyola, um, I thought he was like the perfect addition. He like from what I remember watching him play for the Ramblers, I thought he's the perfect big man to plop into that rotation. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Yep. He and when he did when he did, yeah, commit and entered the portal um and committed and so originally when he entered the portal I obviously knew he was a guy that that we would pursue just because we recruited him out of high school. And I know he really liked it here out of high school. And so, um, obviously, yeah, he decided, decided to go to Loyola um, and get some experience, but he had, he had obviously just been playing behind a couple of these other, couple of these other bigs. And so, um, when you kind of look at his numbers, you know, people are like, Oh, he, he doesn't score that much or he doesn't do that much. But, but, uh, Jacob is a really, really, really good player. And, and it just happened that he, you know, was behind Crutwig and then, um, he was behind a couple other transfers that they brought in, and so he's going to be a guy that is going to make an instant impact. And he's he's already changed just the dynamic of our team. And and yeah, when you talk about the culture and you talk about um, the loyalty that he's uh, bringing to us and the things that he cares about and the values that he's bringing, like he's been a part of winning teams and he's been a part of a winning culture. And so I think when you plop him in to us. Um, it couldn't be a more perfect fit. And so he's a guy that, yeah, has also been working very hard and, and putting in a ton of time. And he's going to be a guy, like I mentioned earlier, he's going to be an instant impact guy and he's going to help us a ton. Yeah, I thought that was an amazing signing when I when I heard about that. Uh, what do you expect from Michael Duax and Landon Wolf? Those two guys, uh, you know, it's shocking when, when you think about this day and age of everybody, lots of people transferring and all that. These guys redshirt. And then they come out next year, and they're impact players. What do you expect from those two this coming season? Yeah, expect a lot. I think um, with Mike, he's been putting in again. He's been a guy that has increased his time in the gym and and has been working on his shot um, and being able to make some some more catch and shoot threes. I think that was something that he noticed through playing last year. Was you know towards towards the middle and end of the season, so many guys would just go under all this stuff, and so. That's something that he's, um, you know, prioritized this off season is being able to make, yeah, some stop behind threes and some, some catch and shoot threes, and and he's been a guy that, yeah, another guy that has that has been working and, and has been putting in more time than he has in the past, and 
and same thing with Landon. You know, he's a, he's a solid player, and um, and I think with those two and having Nate back and having Huddy um, and having a couple other guys healthy, I think it will also allow them to play better in their roles. You know, as, as you kind of go through things, you realize it can be difficult sometimes when you're trying to do more because, you know, you have a guy that's hurt or you have a guy that's out or you're trying to do so much. And I think, I think with those two specifically, it'll, I think it'll be really fun to see them kind of in, in, um, engage more in their role and just be able to find what they do best and um, not try to overthink things so much. And so I'm super excited and um, yeah, I have really high expectations for those two because they've been putting in a lot of time and a lot of effort. And so it's, uh, it's going to be really fun to yeah see how those guys perform with another, with another year, um, kind of, a, of an off season under the belt. I'm not going to ask you to talk about every player on the roster, I promise, but I do want to ask you about, <laughs> about uh, the, the two freshmen that I've heard a lot about, uh, Kyle Polk and, and Wes Rubin. Can you, have you been able to be around them enough to see what you can expect or what you might think that they contribute? Yeah, so um, our three freshmen are, are really solid. Um, Kyle can shoot the ball. He's a very, very, very good shooter. He's probably one of the best, um, prettiest, Shots that I've that I've ever seen. It's up there with Clay Thompson. He's got a really look out. really nice shot, and yeah, it's uh it's pretty impressive. He's had he's had a couple open gyms um, where he's made he's went seven for eight, you know, eight for nine, like where he's really shooting it and he's not missing much. And so he's been a guy that I think yeah, if you if you get him on the floor, he's going to be able to knock down shots, and he's also really smart. Uh, that's one of the other things I noticed kind of right away. He's, he's very smart. Uh, just in terms of his ability to, to adapt to rotations. And when you're a freshman and you're coming in, there's a lot of stuff that you got to memorize very fast and that you got to realize very fast. And so Kyle has done a great job, great job with that. And, and then, um, yeah, Wesley has, is, uh, is a great player as well. He's, he's very talented. He has a great just feel for the game. And I think that's something that, that people are going to, yeah, notice, you know, notice right away is that he's going to be a guy that, um, can make some tough shots. You know, there's there's been countless times in practice, you know, where he gets late shot clock and he's he's crafty and he and he's using his skill and his talent to to make some really tough shots. Whether it's yeah, late shot clock or when you need a big bucket, he can he can get in there and he and he can do that. And so, I think he's he's been a guy that has the most um, most to improve. And I think from looking at him at the start of summer to now, he's been a guy that also has improved probably the most because mm-hmm. when he came in, he was, yeah, pretty confused just on, on some, on some things. And so, um, I think that we have one of the, the best coaching staff in the country. And so we've been doing a great job just trying to get him ready um, and try to get him prepared for some of that stuff. But he's a, uh, he's a talented kid and, um, and he can do some special things. And then obviously the last freshman RJ, um, I think he's going to be another guy that, uh, can can really provide some juice for us, and and he's a good energy guy um, and a good floor general. He does a lot of things really well, and and so it's been fun to kind of see him, and because I I see a lot of myself in him, and so I think yeah, being able to to push the ball um, and, and get the ball up the floor and attack and be aggressive um, and and kind of provide make shots when you need to and, and assist. I think he's going to be another guy that. Um, can really make an impact for us and, um, and, and change the game, you know, whether it's, you know, coming off the bench and, and being a good energy guy. He's a, 
he's a really good guy and he, and he cares about the, he cares about the game. He cares about the Panthers. And so, um, that's something that, that I feel like I feel the same. And so it's, uh, it's been fun to kind of take him under my wing and, and kind of teach him some stuff and, um, you know, kind of help him throughout his process. A number of people, the, some of the preseason publications are starting to come out and some of the people are picking the Panthers. And I think it's, in large part because of what you just described. You've got a very deep team, a lot of guys with that have done it already, and getting Nate back and adding Jacob Hudson and all these different guys maturing, I think you guys have a chance to have a really special season. When you think about your favorite place to play in the Valley that isn't at Northern Iowa, what's your favorite place to go play? I would probably say Drake, and, and that obviously – there's the whole rivalry um, that kind of comes along with that. So obviously when you're going to play at Drake, it's very packed. Uh, the environment is always good. So I would probably put Drake at number one, just in terms of, of yeah, the rivalry and, and the in-state thing. And um, always, yeah, always a full house when you, when you go play at Drake. But if we're just talking strictly arenas, I think – I think Missouri State is probably my favorite arena. Uh, they obviously have a, a super nice, super nice big arena. I don't know how many it seats if it's if it's close to ten thousand, but it's um, it's a very nice place, and I think I think I like it there. Um, and then obviously Illinois State has a really nice arena as well. So I think those two are probably my top in terms of arena, and then Drake is probably just the number one overall, just because of the in-state rivalry and. Um, obviously playing, playing a lot of guys that you, uh, that you know, and kind of, um, we're aware just on the high school scene, just cause they got some Iowa dudes. So I'd probably say, yeah, Drake number one. And then yeah, Missouri state, Illinois state, like two and three, just cause of the arena itself. I've talked to some of the guys at Drake and some of your teammates as well. And there is that whole sense of Iowa pride on both of those teams. Isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And I think. That's something that, um, yeah, we had a really talented couple classes there. Um, basically, yeah, 2017 through 2021, 2020, like there were some really solid classes in there. And I think the, both Drake and you and I did a good job of recruiting a lot of in-state kids. And, um, and I know Coach Jake, Coach Jake doesn't, doesn't necessarily like looking in the portal and going to the portal. And I think he's a big, yeah. He's a big uh, hometown kind of recruiter, and so uh, both of those um, both of those schools, yeah, DeVries and, and Coach Jake do a uh, good job of, of recruiting in-state kids. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Trey Campbell. He's having a great career as well. Uh, final question. So biggest thrill in college basketball besides being on this podcast, what would it be? I think just the, the travel and, and getting to – to see some really cool places and play in some really cool arenas. I think so last year, last year we played at Richmond, which I played there my freshman year, but then we're going to play at Virginia until they had the, uh, the tragic shooting that happened there uh, the day of the game or, or the day before the game. And so we were going to play yeah, at Virginia. And I think Virginia was obviously a, a very, very cool place. They were two years removed, I think from winning national titles. So, got to see a, a really cool arena and a very nice weight room and, um, and to see their facilities. And, and I think, yeah, just overall, um, the travel and the, the spending time with your teammates, I think to me is, is the biggest thrill and the biggest, 
and I guess just, yeah, the coolest part of it, you know, being able to, to see different places um, and go different places and play in different arenas, you know, as I try to think of it, you know, if I were a kid, you know, how would I be perceiving this? And, and I think it's good sometimes to uh, take a step back and realize, like, man, what you're doing is, is really cool. You're getting to experience some really cool stuff. And, and so I think, yeah, the biggest thrill for me is, is getting to play in different towns and, and different cities and, um, and playing some, yeah, fun environments that, um, as a kid, I know I would have would have been surprised if, if you would have uh, told me that I got to do some of those things. And so I think I always try to yeah, be appreciative of, of um what I'm able to experience. Well, I appreciate your time today and spending time with us and talking about the Panthers and, and your own career. really appreciate the way you'd go at it. You're a fierce guy out there, and I love guys that go at it hard. And so I uh, have great respect for what you're doing there and appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you very much. That's Bowen Bourne. He is the star guard from Northern Iowa University, the Panthers, and, uh, yeah, they're poised for a terrific season. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Valley Hoops Insider podcast, part of the Valley Hoops Insider website. I'm Harry Schrader reminding you, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.